This is the official Rising of the Shield Hero Season 2 Companion Podcast. Every Sunday, we release an episode of the newest episode of the Rising of the Shield Hero. So if you're wanting a fantastic and casual podcast for this entire Season 2, look no further. This is that anime podcast you've been searching for. Hello anime fans and welcome to That Anime Podcast for casual anime fanatics where we talk all things anime in a fun and uncensored fashion for your listening pleasure. I'm your host Jordo and here with me as always is my co-host and Ken, the baby brother Brennan. What's going on today Brennan? Oh not much, just uh, been doing, not doing a whole lot, cleaning the shit out of my fiance's car today. It just, it needed a good deep clean from the move. Uh, or a movie we did recently and just got the shit out and went to town on it today. You do like some, some vacuuming and everything or just clean the outside? Uh, it was mostly, I just took it through a wash on the outside because I didn't feel like, I don't have the supplies right now to give it a good clean. But yeah, I just went into town on the inside, vacuumed for like an hour and then cleaned. Like it looks pretty brand new. Not brand new, I mean it's a it's an older car. It's 2011 so as new as a, 11 year old car can look <laughs> are you thinking about maybe selling it then since you got it all clean then uh, not anytime soon i mean probably just keep riding it out because she didn't have to drive much so it's working for now just so it's a little more comfortable for her to drive in and me to ride in if i have to it was just had so much stuff in it from when we moved out of our apartment that it was like you know made the car feel like it was a piece of shit because there's just like so many box- <laughs> boxes of stuff like laundry detergent and shit yeah packs of ramen shoot that that gets stinky unless it's like dry ramen it was just dry it was just in the it was just in the bag like a box of it unopened like just like the pack you get at walmart it's got like 10 pack in it ah well good for you cleaning a car that's pretty productive stuff yeah about as good as it gets Everybody's probably wondering where the hell Colton is. He actually is on vacation this week, so he will not be joining us. So, shouts to Colton. He'll be back next week, but you will not be getting any anime news. That is the downside, because Colton has exclusive outlets and and anime news people that, that feed him that information that I don't have access to. So... Uh, if this is your first time listening, welcome. We hope that you laugh a ton. And find our takes on anime to be of value in your life. And if it turns out that you do love listening, follow us on Instagram, that anime podcast. We post a lot of funny memes and reels, and all of our content is completely original. So if you laugh, great. If you hate it, well, at least we tried. Um, we also would ask that you get, leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is that you listen. This helps us reach more casual anime fanatics just like yourself. Um, You've been watching anything anime-wise that's worth mentioning before we dive into this episode? No, I haven't. I just I finished Stranger Things. We talked about it a little bit last week, so that's what I watched. And then I <laughs> caught up back on oh, a, yeah, me too. Obi-Wan too, which, you know, there's only four episodes, three? I don't know. I've watched them all either way. 
So I've just kind of been like watching those and then YouTube and shit, but no anime. What did you What did you think of the the season, middle of the season finale for Stranger Things? I mean, it got good. I mean, it was without, good without spoiling. Yeah, I mean, I like it. It's been good from the start. Like I, I was saying last episode, how we were like getting to know the characters again because obviously every season is like a time skip. You know, which I know it's only supposed to be like mm-hmm. one year, but they're all so much older. It feels like more and a lot can change in one year. So I was saying how like we didn't really know the characters. We were like still feeling them out, like how they've changed over time. But I feel like, you know, they ended up getting back to where they were and being a good unit of people. Which they're still, yeah. you know, situationally they're separated, but it's making for good storytelling right now. That's that's one thing that you have to always watch if you're if you're going to have a child cast you've got to have you're filming you have to film it pretty soon after because the, of puberty like and the growth spurts cuz you're right it doesn't feel it feels like 3 years have passed because realistically 3 years have passed in between filming I mean, so these kids went from being kids to like literally like 17 18 year olds No they're a lot of them are <laughs> older like freaking so they started age appropriate, you know, like 11, 12, like 12, 13 years old. And now they're playing 15 year olds, but like they're anywhere from, I think 17 is the youngest all the way up to 21 for like the actual, you know, younger, the younger cast, you know, obviously like with the older ones, they're like 30, 28, like, you know, uh, yeah. Steve and all them. But so they're playing, you know, freshmen in high school when they're like, would be graduated or senior. So. They seem a little bit older, um, but it's Hollywood too, so we're kind of we're kind of used to that as far as <laughs> high school actors go. Yeah, yeah, we're used to the high school actors being older. It's just I don't know if you've seen the. It's new... usually okay if you start if you start off looking older, it's fine. But if you start off with like them actually being like age appropriate, and then the show doesn't match strides with their actual age and what they look then it's where it gets a little hairy yeah and will just looks so freaking old because he's like a little bit younger than the rest of them i think by like a year or two so they all kind of hit their spurt mm-hmm. in the last season then he hit his and now he's like got the deepest voice and is like the tallest one like damn dude. yeah the hell you, a lot of people been have eating? been comparing him <laughs> been comparing him to armin from attack on titan Shit, yeah because of his, <laughs> his his like old haircut and that like armin's old haircut and then his new haircut and armin's new haircut yeah it's about time to uh, get rid of the bowl but it's a trademark you reminded me of something so when i was driving into work yesterday i was like oh, i'm gonna check out what's on uh the japan top 50 like what's what's viral in japan like like what what are the japanese listening to right now on spotify the number one song in japan and i checked right before we started recording still right now is the song that max listens to in stranger things oh, climbing the hill <laughs> that the running up the hill yeah, song the yeah hill. yeah i've been listening <laughs> to that song too it's it's like the one on it's like the trend on tiktok too like that people are using. So even if your video has nothing to do with it, you just kind of like play it over yours just because it's the trending sound. So it's going to get more views essentially. Yeah. That shit's popular as hell right now. It's crazy that it's just like, again, we're reminded like we're over here in the States watching the Japanese animes and they're over there in Japan watching our stranger things that was filmed here. It's just crazy how, influential it doesn't matter what the language is like they're over there bopping to 
a song that was used in a show that literally probably none of us had ever heard before in our lives. I know it's weird. That <laughs> I know I had like yeah, I'd never heard, heard it. it before. It's not like we don't know '80s music, you know, in general. Like, but yeah, it's funny how that song just like has been slept on, and now it's like I'm sure old Kate Bush is freaking getting a wealth of money from this from this run and research. Oh yeah. She's probably made more money the past three weeks on that song than she did the past 30, 30 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, not to digress too much, just thought I'd mention that because it is, it's, it's kind of anime related, you know, it's in Japan. Yeah. Um, so this is episode 10 of season two of The Rising of the Shield Hero, and this episode was titled Katana Hero. Fuck, I should have known last week. I should have fucking known. <laughs> that's what Col- colton's guess was was exactly that was it yeah i remember he guessed that it was going to be raftalia so you never know with him though he may have read he may have read that shit like a month ago and then just like thought, that, thought he i know he, and then forgot he, he just <laughs> thought that he came up with that He's just like shit she may become the katana hero <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what i was thinking whenever he was right i was like what the f- he's he ain't never right about this shit he must have forgot yeah. that he read that spoiler well as soon as as soon as in the episode we're skipping ahead we'll we'll do it how we always do it in ghost step but as soon as it was going to be like a choosing or like a pulling of the sword i knew right then i was like oh she it's going to be raftalia like as soon I did as, too. I thought it was going to be like their hero was already there. Like they're going to meet him. But as soon as it was like, try your luck at pulling the sword. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. 100%. Yep. That's exact, exactly when I noticed it too. I was like, oh, it's definitely going to Raftali. Even if she doesn't walk up there, it's going to just appear. It's like the sword of Gryffindor. It just appears in your hands yeah. to those that need it. Any Gryffindor in need is worthy. <laughs> <laughs> little Harry Potter reference for all you nerds out there. <laughs> We're clearly nerds as well, so that was not meant to be derogatory. Um, Alright, here's the episode synopsis. Raftalia is imprisoned in a Raybol Kingdom prison. She's wary of Lark's team, who is also imprisoned there, but asks them for help escaping. Glass is weakened by the draining power of the prison. Raftalia has a plan to escape. But, dot, dot, dot. Why in the world? So this episode synopsis really does make you think that they're going to be, they're going to be in the prison the whole episode and it's going to be like a thing, but they really, they yeah, really was, did not make it. I mean, I'm glad this thing at all. It's not, <laughs> this episode was like an outlier of shield hero. Cause they just like got shit done. Like so much happened this episode that I normally feel like. They would have stretched the prison into a full episode, the sword into one episode. Like it just, now, for me finding them, yeah, it just felt like it moved. It moved not too fast, like it moved perfectly, actually, which is the weird thing. But just yeah, I was surprised that more shit kept happening. I was like, that'll have to be next week. That'll have to be next week. That'll have to be next week. And it kept it, <laughs> more of the stuff that we need to see happen kept happening. So it was one of my probably my favorite episode of the season. It was a good one. Yeah, it turns it was out a good one. Turns out I care about these characters after after doing this podcast for every yeah. episode. I found out I was like, shit, when the when the fuck did I start caring about these people? <laughs> <laughs> Specifically Philo. Shit, just all I I don't know. Just at the end, I was like getting a little emotional. I was like, what the hell? 
I was like, generally, oh yeah, now like, he's tearing up. Yeah, I was like, generally, I don't even give a damn about this show. <laughs> but I was like, I guess they, <laughs> when you do a podcast on something, they end up getting under your skin. He's a, yeah, I, I agree. It was it was a little bit of an emotional end. Um, all right, so the episode starts in the snowy mountains. It leaves you off exactly where the post credit scene left us last week. So Reptile is being led to her cell. Um, and my guess was that that guy that was leading her to the cell was the Katana hero. I was very wrong about that. He was definitely a bad guy. Um, he throws her in a cell, and guess who is there with her? The freaking gang, Lark, Therese, and Glass. Yeah, I already knew. It's like, why not? Why put them all four in the same cell, you know? Just, <laughs> you're begging for trouble. I mean, maybe not, but seems like... Yeah, because it was a huge prison. Seems like... It was huge. That's what I mean. It seems like one of those things where you could just be like, well... It's, if anything, we'll put two and two. Yeah, it was very. I didn't even question that, but yeah, you raise I mean, a very fair point. The Why fact throw, that they even leave the three, off. like three people that are a team in the same cell, is already like question questionable. Whoever the warden is needs to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You always got to split up the teams, otherwise they can. They're plotting. Mutiny can happen. They're plotting as soon as she got in there. The plot began, and it was put into action within a couple minutes. Yeah. So th- it was funny because right away, you forget that Raftalia doesn't look how she looked when they saw her last. And so Lark is like, wait, how do you know us? And then Glass and Teresa are like, wait a minute, are you Raftalia? And then it goes silent. And then we get a very Skeleton Knight-esque, eh, from Lark. <laughs> and then the opening song comes in. I feel like anime's been doing that a lot lately, where if some like male character doesn't understand what's going on, they just go, uh, eh? I mean, I don't know. I just, I don't notice it. Just because, I mean, you've been, you'll start to notice more. I guess you do notice it, but you... You just put it in the back of your mind to have little things that anime do that, you know, it's either been a norm or maybe this one has just now becoming a norm, you know what I mean? Like, whatever trend there is in anime. Yeah, I feel like Skeleton Knight is the reason why I noticed it, because Ark does that all the time. Yeah, classic confused but, guy in another world. You gotta make that sound a lot. <laughs> yep. Mark and they do a good job. I can't. I can't quite get it right. It's like a Mark Wahlberg movie. <laughs> <laughs> What's the sound he makes? Yeah, I know. It's just always like people are just like he's always like, "What the heck? What's going on? Who?" Like he's always he's always <laughs> making that face. Like he's like, "What the fuck's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, Mark Wahlberg! If you're listening, we love your movies, man. Especially the other guys. Uh, Raftalia brings up that they're enemies still, but right now they're still under a truth technically until they avenge Ost and stop Kyo. Um, Lark explains that, yeah, we, we agree, we're under a truth still, but he explains that they actually did make it home and they planned to bring the spirit tortoise power back to Raftalia's world, but turns out them coming through the portal and back to their house was just another trap set by Kyo and he basically intercepted them there and they've been in this prison of exhaustion ever since. Um, 
They can't believe that Raftalia was sent to an infinite labyrinth and that that's where uh, Kizuna has been the whole time. And I noted that, you know, they're talking regular prison chat. You know, prisoners, if you're in the same cell, they're going to chat. And then anytime there's a prison, there's always a guard that's like, hey, you fuckers, keep it down in there. Stop talking. But then everybody just disregards them and they keep talking, and that's exactly what happened here. He, he tells them to stop talking to keep it down, but Glass just goes on talking and is thanking Kizuna for, or thanking Raftalia for saving Kizuna from the bottom of her heart, and she promises to get her back to Naofumi. Um, they explain that the prison that they're in is called the Prison of Exhaustion. It has a magic that constantly drains and exhausts those inside. And the guards, they wear talismans to enhance their powers so that it doesn't affect them as much. But this prison is especially bad for spirits because it literally drains their life energy. Um, we learned another thing. We learned that... So Raftali is like, why did they let you keep your weapons? And Lark is like, oh, well, you can't take a vassal weapon from its wielder. And Raftalia thinks to herself, just like the cardinal weapons, because Naofumi can't take his shield off. <laughs> yeah. He's got to wear that shit 24-7. Um, Raftalia is like, I think I've got a plan to escape. And I don't really understand how she used her illusion magic to escape. I just know that they did, and it all went according to plan. She just made it look like nobody was in the cell, so he was like, oh shit, they fucking got away. And then he, like, went in there, and then he was like, oh, shit, y'all are in here. Where'd you go? And then she was just invisible, and she snatched his chain, and then he was... What about the giant explosion out the back of the wall? They did that after they snatched his chain, because then whoever... Then she probably gave it to one of the people that's strong enough, Glass, I believe, and she fucking blew a hole in the wall, and they ran out. Oh. So once they ripped his chain off, he obviously... He got weak, too, because it drained his power. And then once she tossed them the necklace, you know, they were good. The power wouldn't affect them. I don't know if it was glass, but one of the, any one of the three could have blew a hole in the back wall, and then they dipped. But, yeah, they kind of uh, made, okay. made it look like they blew a hole in the wall. Then he went in there, but that's not how it happened. Yeah, they mixed up the, the series of events. It was very confusing to, to us viewers. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're escaped. You know, I thought it was going to be a big deal. They were in the prison. I, I think that I marked that was at seven minutes and like three seconds in to the to the episode and they're already out. <laughs> but I'm, ha I'm, I'm happy about it. Yeah. There's no point in wasting time making this a thing. Like, let's get out of here. Uh, now it's already the next morning and they're walking through town wearing cloaks, the kind of cloaks that only people that are obviously on the run and don't want to be seen wear. And they make a plan that they're going to make their way to Seacole. And on their way there, they're going to level up Raftalia as much as they can. Uh, Raftalia is starving, but they're broke because all the guards took all their spoils. So Therese uh, starts pulling out rubies from her boobies several times, and it makes uh, glass blush. <laughs> What did you think of this part? That she just kept having rubies to pull out. I didn't think anything of her it. Jewels. Like she's a fucking aren't there? Isn't there race like jewel people or something? Yeah, they're yeah they're jewel people, but it's just like, <laughs> like it makes sense that she have jewels. 
She got a jewel on her damn she's forehead. She's just keeping them. <laughs> she's just keeping them stuffed in her cleavage. It's just kind of weird. I mean, I don't know. She kind of grabbed like the right of the boob. Like I like she just had like a pow. I don't know. Didn't seem that weird for a person made out of jewels to be <laughs> pulling out some jewels. I guess was my I thoughts. Guess, I guess. And yeah. she had to hide them too. So you know. I'm- yeah. So they use her rubies or her jewels to get some food and some new clothes. And then at this point, I noticed that Glass no longer has her hair up. It's back down, kind of how it was at the beginning. Um, And they get Reftalia like a little dagger to serve as a sword because she's still weak. They go out and they start training. And they notice that Reftalia is already growing. She talks about having growing pains. Um... And so that she needs to eat. And so Therese has to keep pulling out more jewels to continue feeding Raftalia. And they also have to get her a new weapon because she's already outgrown the one that. I mean, they should have been getting. I was thinking like they should have been getting some money from the kills too, you know, just like killing stuff, selling the hides, whatever, teeth of the monsters. Should have been enough to get. I don't think that they're. I don't think that they're merchant-minded like Nafumi is, though. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just assumed they could pick up the pelts of those wildcats or whatever she killed and at least sell those for a little scratch. True. I guess the jewels were just a lot bit more bang for their buck. Uh, they go upstairs. Glass ends up making a Haori for... A Haori for Raftalia. And they have a little moment. Raftalia tells Glass that Kizuna is still wearing the Hayori she made for her. This little moment makes it... These are the little things that I'm, like, storing away. I'm like, yeah, whenever they have to fight in the, down the road, because inevitably they are, I feel like they're going to have that moment where one of them is going to drop their weapon and be like, I won't do it. I'm not going to kill my friend or somebody that I fought I mean, alongside. I think, it's, I think it's decently decided that... The, those three minimum will team up with Naofumi and the other heroes to stop the war between the worlds that like someone like Kyo is making happen or some bad guys from both of the worlds are working together so it's endless. I couldn't see them killing each other now. It'd be cool if they did, you know, make make for a poignant <laughs> death, but I don't think they'll go there. I mean, they have to fight, though, because the waves, only one of their worlds can live. Yeah, they'll fight, but they'll find a way to, in the end, they'll find a way to, like, not kill each other's and not destroy the other world. Yeah. Hope you're right. So the next morning, they go outside, they're going to the dragon hourglass, and there's a bunch of people huddled around it, and they're all ooing and aahing. And apparently, the new wielder of the Katana Vasa weapon is about to be decided. Um... They say that it's, this isn't a good thing. Like, Lark and Glass are like, uh, Glass says, a vassal weapon wielder like myself, or Lark, is about to be born in this country. The presence of a hero is capable of tilting the military balance between nations. So, we've just confirmed that Glass and Lark are vassal weapon wielders, not cardinal heroes. Right? I mean, they still have vassal weapons. They all have vassal weapons. Like, she still has a... The Kizuna still has a vassal weapon. She's a cardinal hero, though, remember? That's where the confusion all comes from. She doesn't call her the... So does that mean... But why doesn't she say Therese? Does Therese... Is Therese not a vassal weapon wielder, then? I don't know. I've... I mean, 
the conundrum continues. I was just, I'm just been waiting until they like <laughs> specifically clarify, like, yeah, these ones are the cardinal heroes, or we don't have. Well, we know they have cardinal heroes, but I don't know. I figured they'll eventually show us, you know. Yeah. Or tell us straight up, like these are our four cardinal heroes: the hunter, the boat person. Even though the boat person's a vassal weapon user as well, but. Yeah, we still don't know anything. But we do know Therese is not a vassal weapon wielder. Because she would have said Yeah, I shouldn't a vassal use weapon wielder like myself, Lark, or Glass. Jewel magic. <laughs> yeah, maybe she's just Lark's uh companion and yeah, I mean, just, just skilled like at fighting. Philo and Raftalia and the green haired girl are all just regos too, like now it just seems like everybody has to be like some sort of wielder because Raftalia is now, you know, a vassal weapon wielder, so now we're all like anybody in anybody's party is also a vassal weapon wielder. Yeah. Well, that's really not the case up until just now, this episode. So the one who can draw the katana becomes the katana wielder. So it's classic sword in the stone scenario and the katana vassal weapon has apparently been held by the rabel kingdom for ages but no one has ever been able to pull it out so it's been there a long time but today is an exciting day because uh, i thought that there was a candidate in, i didn't know i thought it had been in like that country had had it i didn't know that nobody had been using it for like centuries no nobody had been using it for ages because nobody can pull it out mm. I don't know if nobody has ever, but I thought it was just like somebody nobody, was using for ages, it. Nobody they has died ever and it went back. To... Then how do they know that somebody was going to pull it out today? Because that freaking dude said that uh, he... he was a candidate and it was calling to him. Oh. <laughs> Dude's a clown. I'm starting to wonder if he's even a bad guy now, but we'll get to that. Um. Glass uh, or Lark says holding it grants you wealth, fame, and power. Basically, that's what comes with being a vassal weapon wielder. Um, for this one specifically, no, he says just being a vassal weapon wielder. Uh, I thought they were well, saying like yeah, this being the katana wielder. It's in Rabel. and just yeah, the country that you back, and probably the strength of it. I mean, it's the katana, so it's the equivalent to being like the sword hero, which everyone knows is like the top hero. On paper. Yeah. On paper, at least. I know, like, it's called Rising of the Shield Hero, but in general. Oh, yeah. If you're going into a fight and you've got the choice between a, a spear, a sword, a bow, and a shield, most people would go with... Most people, if you're going into a gladiator arena, you're going with the sword. Yeah, probably attack and defend a little bit. Yeah. Because the spear is like, yeah, you can throw it, but if you try to block with it, a lot of the time spears just get end up getting chopped in half because most of the weapon is just made out of wood. Yeah. Um, but anyways, the candidate that comes forward, it turns out that it's Kazuki. It's the purple-haired mage who aided Kyo in capturing Raftalia. He walks up, touches it, it glows green, but then it appears in Raftalia's hands. Um, this is exactly how I would have guessed that it goes down. It's dumb how they're just no. like, he, she stole it from me. Like, 
Do they not know how the damn thing works? Like, I, I <laughs> no, it's dumb can't. that the guards or any like she even had to run. Like, they should have just been like, "Well, no, that's not. That's actually not how it works. It actually chooses yeah. its master, so she couldn't have stole it from you." Which I was just like, "Damn, yeah, I don't just hand the bitch over to him and let it come right back to you." Is what I was thinking, but that'd be too easy. I was wondering the same thing. Like these guys have devoted their entire lives to guarding this weapon, and it actually chooses somebody, and the first thing they think is like, get her! She fucking stole it! <laughs> like, no. It, it, it clearly chose her. She didn't even go up to it. But yeah, next thing we know, she's on the run, and we have a flashback to when it first appeared to her. It actually wiped away her slave crest from Nalfami. And I'm just sitting here thinking, is that just to... Sh- is this just to like symbolize her growth that like she doesn't need the slave crest and going forward to be now in Naofumi's party? Yeah, probably a mixture and just like maybe you can't really it'd be weird to be a vassal weapon user and be a slave too. Like I don't know, but yeah, probably more so for the symbolism of her growth. You know, she kind of had a mindset change um, too at the end of the episode and like a different conviction and what she wants, but she'll most likely return to her usual nervous self next episode, unfortunately. Yep. So she's standing in the alley holding the vassal weapon, and it does like a pulse, and makes like a heartbeat sound, and glows green a little bit, and then Raftalia starts growing, and she ends up growing all the way back to her normal size. But she's weak still, because it like kind of happened unnaturally. So the weapon basically forced her to be stronger. Yeah, it grew to her regular size. Like, it was, it was basically imbuing her with power. It just took her a while to, like, adjust. Mm-hmm. And this world that they're in, by the way, is way better than Naofumi's. Like, there's Tory gates everywhere, cherry blossoms in full bloom, like, all over the damn place. And... It's funny that there's cherry blossoms in bloom everywhere because it's also snowing, and they were just in a snowy prison. <laughs> but I'm willing to overlook it. They don't abide by the same rules as the cherry blossoms in our world. I guess they, I guess they bloom in the winter down, down there in, in Ray Bowl. Um, Raftala keeps tripping, and she ends up at this house atop the, the Tory Gate Path. And this lady takes her inside. Oh, wait, she has a little... She's a priestess. She has a little monologue. That's what priestess wear in Japanese culture, the white with red pants. Ah. And the Tory gates always lead to a shrine. Yeah, that makes sense. So walking up that path toward the Tory gate, we get a little monologue from Raftalia, and basically... To sum it up, she's basically talking about that she says that this time she doesn't want to just be his sword. She wants to stand by his side. She probably means as an equal or as yeah, I think more it's just, than friends. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that I don't even know that she knows she wants that fully. I think it was just more so like, I don't want to just be your sword. Like, I want to be like, you know just myself but right next to you 
I don't yeah. know, but I don't know if she, I mean, obviously she knows she has feelings for him. But I don't think she like romantically knows like without a doubt, like I want to marry this guy. Yeah, I think you're right. Cause she's still just cause I don't know if she like the a, most mature. Exactly. That's but what. we do get a, uh, a fan service nude scene of Raftalia. Yeah, they that's a first need, for the Rising of the Shield hero. They didn't need to do that shit. That shit felt unnecessary. <laughs> it did feel very, like, it was, like, shocking. Like, whoa, what the? <laughs> she walks in this lady's house, and then you just see her clothes fall off. And, and it was fine. It would it normally be fine, but it's just because, like, they switched her back to, like, a kid for the last, like, three or four episodes. And then throw it on you. So I have, yeah, he didn't give you time to mentally adjust for her being an adult yet. <laughs> if they would have, it was a little, it was a little fast. Yes. Yeah. Cause she literally, as she was basically walking up the stairs or right before had become like full grown, but I mean, it's anime, like it ain't no big deal, but like, yeah, it was normally something like that wouldn't surprise me. But for like you said, for shield hero, I was like, Whoa, fucking Raftalia. They quickly wanted everybody to see that she is she is now a woman. She's no longer a girl. Yeah, that could be for romantic purposes as well. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that they're they're teeing some stuff up, and then at the end with Naphemy literally shedding tears for her, I was starting to think maybe maybe something's there. But either way, that scene, total, total fan service. Yeah, Unless it, it is to queue up. I mean, it, it's fan service for sure. I mean, it, yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's just you know, it's anime. It's just if anybody was watching it for the first time with other people around, that's definitely the scene they walked in on too. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> the fuck! It's always those scenes. Yeah, for, you watching some furry <laughs> shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, all of the people that thought they were safe watching the Rising of the Shield hero around. Around a bunch of other people, found out that you're, it's no longer safe. Yeah, some freaking, <laughs> some ten year old watching it with his dad. He's like, "Yeah, this is my favorite show, pops." <laughs> <laughs> you want to watch it with me? <laughs> Damn, son, what the fuck are you watching? <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, we learned that this priestess lady. She and her family have been serving Vassal Weapon heroes for generations. Or I guess specifically the Katana. That's what I mean. That's why Vassal fe- Weapon yeah, Hero. Yeah, she knew the outfit to make her. That's why I feel like the Katana Hero is like regularly there. Like, you know, but a- uh, who knows what ages means. But You know what his or her clothes that she got given by this priest it reminded me of? Inuyasha? Yes, that's crazy. You thought the exact same thing. Well, because uh, Kikyo, who's like Inuyasha's first love, the one that Kagome is the reincarnation of, she was a priestess. So she wore the white and red pants, the verbatim um, that the pre- that the girl who sewed it was wearing. And then she sewed it in that fit. That's just kind of how the, the fit is, like the big old baggy pants and the shirt. Uh, looks cool. sick. I'd wear that shit every day. Yeah, it's very samurai-esque. Is it called a, ha- a Hakama? Hakama? I don't know. Just a gi. cool either way. Uh, so Raftalia walks outside, and she says that she feels full strength now, and it's a good thing because Kazuki confronts her. Um, Raftalia apologizes in advance for her lack of strength and tells him that if he doesn't move, 
she can't guarantee his safety. And his response to that is, is that your way of saying that you might accidentally kill me, bitch? And then he lunges at her to attack her. And and he really I said, he I called it. He canon, in canon, he called her a bitch, too. For anybody wondering. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, I'm quoting that. Is that what you're saying? Is what you're saying... Uh, is that your way of saying that you might actually kill me, bitch? Is what he actually says. That wasn't me paraphrasing like usual. Uh, he lunges into attacker, and we get an anime swordsman effect where it just shows her, and then in the distance behind him, an explosion of powdery snow from his throat, and then he drops to his knees. Because the move that she used was called powder snow. Yeah. This scene was... Uh... I don't know, I like this scene. It was just like old-timey samurai or just classic anime swordsman. Shit going down. No swinging of the swords, the, just just the cuts gashing. Yeah, and then the music they were pay- playing, did you hear it was like old like jazz like the, they played in the movie The Other Guys? No, I didn't notice the music. I mean, I, I did. I didn't notice it was jazzy or anything. I just noticed like how they set the scene. Like It just had that old samurai movie feel, I thought. She did. Was, and she was, was very as hell. She took on that very like I don't know that cocky, you know, but reserved mindset, you know, just that classic mm-hmm. like don't make me, like I don't want to have to kill you, <laughs> type yep. mindset or like I can easily do it, just like the effortlessness of her sword skill, I guess. Yeah, it was like she knew the sword was telling her the katana was telling her like you've got this in the bag. <laughs> she could feel its power. Um, then two white tigers show up, and they both have talismans on their faces. And Kyo- Kazuki says that they're copies of Byako, one of the four holy beasts. So, I can't remember, was the, the boat Vasa weapon wielder, was he a holy beast? I don't know. I really don't. I think that he was. I don't remember. The bunny. Yeah, I know who you're talking I about. His name. I don't know. E- Ethnobalt. I didn't know about the Holy Beast. Or I beast. think he was a guardian. He was a guardian. That's what it was. Yeah, he's probably different. He's like sentient. These things are just like straight up. These things are compared to the spirit tortoise. Well, the spirit tortoise was a guardian beast. Yeah, these were just copies. Not a holy beast. These were just copies of whatever the real one is, these white tigers. Yeah, but he said that they're copies of the four holy beasts, so I don't think we've been introduced to holy beasts before. Yeah, and I don't know if we will either. They just throw shit around. Yeah, that's true. Um, Raftali says, so you're going to do the same thing Kyo does. And he says, don't you dare say that asshole's name. And then Raftalia easily cuts through both the tigers, cuts them in half, and Kazuki can't believe it. And then she says, instant blade, missed. And she tells him not to move, or he'll end up like the tigers. It's like the old Kill and Bill. He's got like a, the end of Kill Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Take ten steps, your heart stops. <laughs> yeah, it's freaking one of the best. One of the best anime movies, live action anime movies you can watch. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Best Tarantino movie, in my opinion. So what did you think about... Well, so Kazuki, he says that he wants the vassal weapon so he can screw over Kyo. And he called Kyo an asshole earlier. Where do you... What do you think's going on with this dude? Because he was... 
I think he was just using it to climb power, and I bet it was just more so like, hey, he didn't give me what I was promised. You don't think he's doing it to save his his world, and he's just playing the bad guy to to save his world? I just took him more as like like a semi-relevant character who's just trying to like gain money and fame and power, and Keo promised it to him, and he got a little bit, and he did everything he said, but then he was just like, all right, I'm done with you, and then that's where it ended, so he's like, you motherfucker, like... I'm gonna kill you, but he can't kill him because he's not strong enough. So he's like, "I gotta get a got get me a vassal weapon." <laughs> You're probably right. You're, I mean, yeah, that's much more plausible than my thinking that he might actually be a good guy and he's been playing the part of a villain. I mean, I to hope actually he's not. destroy Kyo from the inside. I mean, he may have some type of like later on be like, "Help me!" Like, and they save him or something. He's like, "I should have never trusted him," but. I don't think he'll pay, play like a major role in like the saving of that world. Yeah. Well, Raftalia tells him to tell Kyo that the Shield Hero is coming to take revenge for Ostsan. Um. And up until this point, uh, Kazuki he didn't even know that Raftalia was the same person he captured two episodes ago. He was like, "Wait a minute, you're you're that girl that we that we captured. What the?" F- because when she said shield hero, he put it together. It's just weird that he wouldn't recognize her, but I guess I guess she was a little kid, so you I wouldn't mean, know. I definitely we wouldn't. do because we're viewers. The only reason, yeah, is just like the ears and shit, but like me, it, if somebody saw me one time at like seven years old and then saw me again at like 18, they wouldn't be like, oh, what? like the same day even, they wouldn't be like, oh, you look like that kid grown up <laughs> nine years. <laughs> that is very true. But, I mean, she, she had freaking ears and a tail, so, I mean, there was some context clues he could have used, probably. Yeah. Um, Raftalia walks away from him, and I'm telling you, this jazz music they're, they're using, they have definitely never used it before, and it sounds, actually, it sounds just like the, so the opening for Odd Taxi, you know, the ending part, where it's just like a, a little note that's, like, fluttering. I can't think of it, but I mean, I know the song. <laughs> I can't make the sound. For all those of you that do know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. This this music that they were playing in the background, they they started playing it here and played it through the very end of the up until the opening song came in, and it was not necessarily fitting of like the Japanese setting that they were, but I'm I'm here for it. It it worked. I like the music. Um, she gets to the bottom of the stairs and she's weak now. She says she overdid it and another tiger shows up, but this one is about five times as large and it has five talismans on its face instead of one. And Raftalia has basically come to the conclusion that this is where she dies. And she's like, I did my best, didn't I? And she's smiling. But when, right when she gives up hope, did you notice that Philo squawked and flew over her in the sky? Yeah, I saw her in little bird form. (laughs) Yep. I was like, ah, they're here. And then Nafumi comes in with his old reliable move, Airstrike Shield. Blocks the the Tiger's attack, and then Philo hits it with a spiral strike that did absolutely nothing because she's still very weak. And then Kizuna comes in and uses Hunting Skill, Blood Flower Strike, and just annihilates this thing. I mean, she. We have yet to see her struggle against anything. 
Um, right when she kills it, the music changes to a much slower song. And then Raftalia starts trying to apologize to Naofumi and he's walking up to her and it pans up from his chest. And you just knew by the music that they were playing that there was going to be tears in this dude's eyes. And she looks up at him and he's got tears in his eyes and she just, she just stops. And she thanks everybody for saving her. Um, and Rishia being the observant person that she is, first thing she says is, Raftalia, where's your slave crest? <laughs> and uh, she's like, oh yeah, it went away. And Naphemy's like, fuck. No, he says, Raftalia, you're, you're free now. So, and before he can finish, she walks up and hugs him and says, Naphemy, I've returned. And he says, yeah, welcome back. Ending song comes in, and they've officially rescued both Raftalia and Philo. The gang is back together. Lark, Therese, and Glass are on the prowl, and we have three episodes left. Yeah, next episode is the meetup. You know, settle your differences, basically work together, stop Kyo, and then uh, that should wrap up the season. There's no way that they're actually defeating Kyo in this 13-episode season. Yeah, maybe not, but I mean, like, resolve whatever they need to do or set up the next plot line, one or the other. So they're either going to have to beat him or show find out his ties to the waves is probably how it's going to go. This is what I'm calling. So this is my newest theory of where this is going. Raftalia said, tell Kyo that the shield hero will find him to avenge Ostsan and stop him. So they wanted us to know, okay, Ostsan, don't forget about her. I think that they're going to end up getting the spirit tortoise power back, reviving Ostsan, and then Ostsan is going to have to use her powers that connects all of the different worlds to let the heroes travel between the multiverses so that they can find Kyo because Kyo has the power to jump between worlds. I mean, and so I, I think not. that this show is going to be, well, I mean, he, he does though. Well, I mean, I guess does. that'd be okay if they're jumping between worlds. I just don't need, I don't need any more multiverse type shit. <laughs> I don't, like I better not, <laughs> they better not jump to a place where now Fumi became the spear hero <laughs> in an alternate universe. <laughs> like I'm cool on that. But if they're just jumping worlds, you know, between the two, you know, to like solve a problem, that's cool. I don't want there to be like an actual multiverse. Like there's <laughs> infinite versions of you. No, sorry, not that. Like I guess between worlds, not not actual multiverses, but like they're right now they're in Lark's and them's world, but they'll have to go to another one because Kyo he left that one to go to a different one. Yeah. And the only way they can get to him is if Ost is alive to open a portal for him. Yeah. Bold prediction. Because really, if you, if you think about it, Ost is really the only character that has ever died in this show. Yeah, and to me, like, I'm more like, get the revenge on him, but like, I don't, I don't necessarily want her back. Like, you know, the Spirit Tortoise arc was probably some of the worst anime arc I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. I don't necessarily need that character to come back, but I mean, whatever, whatever they got to do to drive the story, like, it ain't yeah. up to me, but if she's just dead, like, I feel like that's a-okay. Like, she served her purpose, like... And I do like when death is, you know, has some finality to it, too. Unless they do the old... Tobirama 
what's the jutsu he does to bring people back? The animation re jutsu. Yeah, reanimation. That or just yeah. some, unless it's some Dragon Ball. Unless it's that. Yeah, or Dragon Ball Revival. That's those are okay. Um, next week's episode is episode 11. It's titled Kizuna. So you're probably right. They're going to meet up. Glass and her are going to have a little reunion. And they're going to probably make a game plan. And we'll go from there. Anything else from you, Brennan? Nope. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Don't forget to give us those five-star reviews. We need them. And we appreciate them. But I'm Jordo. Brennan. We are the Evans Bros. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great week. And as always, peace out. Peace out.